Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Exodus chapter 18. Now Jethro, the priest of Midian and father-in-law of Moses, heard of everything God had done for Moses and for his people Israel, and how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. After Moses had sent away his wife Zipporah, his father-in-law Jethro received her and her two sons. One was named Gershom, for Moses said, I have become a foreigner in a foreign land. And the other was named Eliezer, for he said, My father's God was my helper. He saved me from the sword of Pharaoh. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, together with Moses' sons and wife, came to him in the wilderness, where he was camped near the mountain of God. Jethro had sent word to him, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. They greeted each other and then went into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law about everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake, and all about the hardships they had met along the way and how the Lord had saved them. Jethro was delighted to hear about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel in rescuing them from the hand of the Egyptians. He said, Praise be to the Lord who rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and of Pharaoh and who rescued the people from the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all other gods, for he did this to those who had treated Israel arrogantly. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and other sacrifices to God. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat a meal with Moses' father-in-law in the presence of God. The next day, Moses took his seat to serve as a judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning until evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is this you're doing for the people? Why do you sit alone as judge while all these people stand around you from morning until evening? Moses answered him, Because the people come near me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it's brought to me, and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Moses' father-in-law replied, What you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me, and I will give you some advice, and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to Him. Teach them His decrees and instructions, and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you, the simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this, and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain, and all these people will go home satisfied. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. He chose capable men from all Israel and made them leaders of the people, officials over thousands, hundreds, 
fifties, and tens. They served as judges for the people at all times. The difficult cases they brought to Moses, but the simple ones they decided themselves. Then Moses sent his father-in-law on his way, and Jethro returned to his own country. So Moses' father-in-law comes back in this chapter. He appears again. You remember we last saw Jethro, the father-in-law of Moses, when Moses was fleeing from Egypt as the murderer who was being pursued by the law. And so the father-in-law took him in. He protected him. He gave him his daughter to wed. And this was someone who Moses greatly respected, greatly appreciated, and he had been used to protect Moses and provide for him for over 40 years. And so the Bible has this to say in verse 1, Now Jethro, the priest of Midian and father-in-law of Moses, heard of everything God had done for Moses and for his people and how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Now let me just focus for a second on the fact it says the priest of Midian. So who was Midian? The Midianites were also descended from Abraham. Jethro was a worshiper of Yahweh. But he wasn't through the lineage of Isaac and Jacob. Abraham had a concubine named Keturah. Keturah had a son named Midian. And so the Midianites um, were descended from Abraham through the concubine Keturah. This Jethro had the knowledge of the one true God from Abraham. And so Moses' father-in-law worshipped the same God Moses did, but he was not a Jew. And so he comes and uh, he has Zipporah, the wife of Moses, with him. And we find out that there are two sons. He brings Moses' two sons. One son was named Gershom, for Moses said, I have become a foreigner in a foreign land. And the other was named Eliezer, for he said, My father's God was my helper. He saved me from the sword of Pharaoh. So these two sons of Moses, Gershom and Eliezer. And they were camped out in a certain place. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, together with Moses' sons and wife, came to him in the wilderness where he was camped near the mountain of God, verse 5 says. Now, the mountain of God. The burning bush experience was on the mountain of God. And in the burning bush experience, God told Moses, you will come back and worship on this mountain. And so they are camped near that mountain right now in this chapter. In the next chapter, they're going to actually approach the mountain and God is going to come down. It's Mount Sinai. So the mountain of God is Mount Sinai. They're camped near it, but they got one more little short journey to get to it. So Jethro was a worshiper of Yahweh. He was a priest of Yahweh as a priest of Midian. In verse 9, Jethro was delighted to hear about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel in rescuing them from the hand of the Egyptians. Verse 10, he said, Praise be to the Lord who rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and of Pharaoh, and who rescued the people from the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all other gods, for he did this to those who had treated Israel arrogantly. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and other sacrifices to God. And Aaron and all the other elders of Israel came to eat a meal with Moses' father-in-law in the presence of God. So this offering that Jethro gave up, this burnt offering, was not something that was another religion. This was worshiping the one true God. And so even though he wasn't Jewish, he had the knowledge of God through Abraham, his ancestor. And so they worshiped God, they sacrificed to God, they ate together. Then Jethro had some practical advice. The next day, he saw that Moses was operating as a judge, and um, the whole two and a half, three million people were coming with their little petty grievances. 
And so Jethro questioned him, what are you doing? Why are you sitting alone as a judge while all these people stand around all day waiting for you to get their their case? And Moses explained that um, he was acting on behalf of God, that the people expected uh, him to seek the Lord's will in their cases. And so Jethro gave some wise counsel. Verse 19, listen now to me and I will give you some advice and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens, and have them serve as judges. Now, let me just stop for a second. This principle of judges, of uh, the leaders, the religious leaders, in this case of Israel, operating as judges, took hold, and the, uh, the priesthood in Israel was not developed yet completely, but the priesthood would form a sort of court system or magistrate system as well. And so the judges were both um, representatives of the Lord and representatives of the law, this uh, mix of the Lord and the law. And so the, the whole foundation of Western law comes from this section of the Scriptures moving forward. We're in chapter 18. In chapter 20, we'll get the Ten Commandments, which is foundational to all of the, the legal system of, of Europe, of Christian Europe, and of, of the U.S., of course, and other nations that have a Christian foundation. So here, Moses' father-in-law suggests that other men are selected to be judges. And the qualification he gives is men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain. And so this trustworthy elders, if you will, the same types of qualifications would fall over in the New Testament for leaders in the Lord's church. Capable men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain. These are qualifications for God's leaders in all situations. And so he goes on with his counsel, have them serve as judges for the people at all time, but have them bring every difficult case to you. So essentially Moses was going to operate as the supreme judge or the supreme court over Israel. The simple cases these judges can decide, and this will make your load lighter, Moses, because they'll share it with you, and you'll be able to stand before the people and send everybody home satisfied. So verse 24, Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. Friends, this was not just practical advice. This was the word of the Lord through the priest of Midian, the priest of Yahweh, the Midianite. And so, Lord, we thank you for this foundational principle of establishing judges, establishing judges to deal with the cases of conflict between the people. Lord, first Moses, and then by extension, these trustworthy, capable people that you set up who feared God, and they would operate from godly perspectives over the, over the people's needs. And Lord, we thank you that that continues to this day. May the courts be fair in our day. May the courts be blind as to who's the wealthiest or who has the best lawyer. May everyone have equal justice in our country under the law. We pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, 
You can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.